Grind Time with Darren McCarty is brought to you by our brothers at the Detroit Cast. The Detroit Cast is a daily news talk and entertainment podcast hosted by Mike Walters, Jay, and Eric, or Biggie, or Jesus. Check out the DetroitCast.com, iTunes, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. He's an author and a rock star. He's reached highs that most can only dream of. He's also hit lows you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. And now he's ready to share that journey and that truth with you on Grind Time with Darren McCarty. Please welcome your host, number 25, Darren McCarty. Yes, it is. It is a Wednesday night. This March the 6th, 2019, 7.46 p.m. Mama Jan, that one's for you. Um little later, but uh, I like that start. Got a big show. Big show today. A um, couple things. Uh, grind time here with Darren McCarty. First off, Perry Vellucci, always uh, the uh, uh, so-called athletic trainer to this program, uh, just because he sniffs a lot of jocks. No, he's a, <laughs> no, because you're a jock? No. How are you, Perry? I'm doing good. Are you positive? I'm positive. Positive, Absolutely. Perry. Absolutely. Tim. Timbo, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Sensei, Timmy Krakowski, on here. the ones and twos, doing the technical stuff. Yeah, we got a big show today, obviously. Things changed a little bit uh, this week um, with the passing of, you know, the legend. Um, the, he is just, just a legend. And uh, Mr. Terrible One, Ted Lindsay, number seven, uh, jersey in the rafters of Little Caesars Arena. Uh, we're going to get to that a little bit later on. We're going to talk about that. Um, you know, first, uh, I want to get through a couple things on the weekend guys that, uh, that I got to really get to that, that first off, um, as you know, that I've been telling everybody that I really cherish my Sundays now, right? Because Sunday is golf and Sunday is NASCAR and I, uh, love it. And I love sitting there and, um, you know, love doing this week. I'm in battle Creek and in Saginaw, um, for comedy uh friday and saturday and sunday i'll be on the couch now the golf's from bay hill the arnold palmer uh invitational which for any of you golf nerds out there like i am uh is a big tournament not only because it's got the king arnold palmer's name on it which you know it makes me wonder because arnold palmer and ted Lindsay are sort of the you know representative of the same sort of person in their respective sports in my opinion but the fact that uh ted if he's up there he's playing golf with arnie or whatever else or watching the bay hill i guess uh who knows what's going on but uh you know the, the big thing is because uh, the winner of this gets a three-year exemption on tour as opposed to any other tour win which is two-year exemption which you know to me makes it big now i was watching golf uh Morning Drive on the Golf Channel this morning, and the only, I guess, what warmed my heart on this cold morning in Michigan was the fact that it looked like it was 40 degrees in Florida. <laughs> so for me to come back and not be golfing down there today, I guess, uh, you know, in my club championships this weekend down at Clearwater Country Club, good luck to uh, Chris Georgiopoulos, the defending champion who won't have to play me again. But I know Derek Simpson is uh, going to want to want his title back. So, uh, hello to the boys down there, the McClymans and everybody. Uh, miss you guys. Going to try to get down there soon. But uh, back to the golf. I'll be look forward to watching that. And uh, obviously the NASCAR 
Um, this last weekend, uh, Joey Logano pulled it off in Vegas. One, uh, two, Kozlowski with a great slide job as uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Um, so aptly coined. Couldn't get there, though. But again, Penske wins. It's back-to-back for Penske. Kozlowski finished second. Kozlowski won last week, I guess. You know, trust me, the blow is a little bit less when you've recently won. They can sort of let that go off. But um, makes it interesting because the first week of the year at Daytona when uh, Hamlin uh, beat uh, Kyle Busch, those are two Gibbs guys, and they raced pretty clean near the end. Um, do you uh, watch any of the golf or did you watch uh, last weekend? Because here, here's a, here's a great thing. This is what I love. Okay, this is what I love. The self-awareness and my hats off self-awareness and you got him, kid. Of the weekend was Keith Mitchell with his first PGA win. Now, he not only did it, right, um, on a tough golf course with, you know, the likes of Brooks Kapka, who's, you know, two-time U.S. Open PGA champ. Uh, putting Ricky his was right noggin there. in there. Um, Ryan Palmer posted a seven under early, but Mitchell threw the bear trap, so it's Jack's, Jack's infamous course. Um, shot four under in the last seven holes. And, uh, you know, when you do that and made the putt on 18. So uh, he made the putt on 18. That was literally like a, you know, probably 15 footer. But to put himself in that position and to hear him interviewed, this is with a self-awareness that I love. And um, the self-awareness is the fact that he remembers a putt he missed a couple years ago. That cost him either a win or making a cut or something really big, and he never let it go. So... He bounced back. Um, here he is here. And you oh, we're trying to find it. But um, yeah, he bounced back, and he had a putt to win. This is to win his first golf tournament. attention, and again, he mentioned having that neck strain injury for uh, a few weeks. So we don't know, but if we just looked at the tournaments that he's played, you mentioned the Farmers finished 20th, Genesis 15th, and Mexico 10th. So you could look at it in two ways. Either, you know, he's been playing so well with this little neck strain that he's got three top 20 finishes, and then you've got the part here where he's taken, again, sort of a preemptive attack, now, missing the Honda, now missing the... Now, hey, um, so uh, they were talking about Tiger Woods, by the way. Um, uh, but that was Keith Mitchell making a putt. Did you see his caddy in the background? So the dude looks like, I've seen a bunch of things on Twitter and Facebook, but the dude looks like the caddy from uh, Happy Gilmore, right? Yeah, and uh, yep. I guess he's like all orga- uh, organic and stuff, but uh, yeah. But just to look at how st- the stroke, and he's put himself there, and it's the same thing as like, I get it, what, right? If you can't watch it at home, he looks exactly like the younger brother of the caddy <laughs> f- uh, from Happy Gilmore. Can you pause it right there? Oh, oh there he there. is. Yeah. yeah. There he is. Like, does he not? Yeah. Like, that, that, that's totally him. <laughs> but I guess the whole thing is, if you look at his Twitter, like, this guy's, like, all organic, and he's, like, 100 bucks a loop, and he's, I guess he's, like, really, really, like, cool like that. So, I, I mean, I love first-time winners, but I love, you know, this guy's grinding, and, and he's a bit of an emotional guy, but to, to win with that field... And to win the way he did. Um, Mac, are you aware that he's never won on any other tour? Yeah, this isn't is that his amazing? First win. Right, yeah. It's a win on the PGA Tour. Which, which I mean, just goes to show how, not only how good everybody oh, okay. is and how good golfers are out there. Um, Eddie, 
you're not one of them. Um, but uh, you've seen me play, obviously. <laughs> that's it, lefty. Um, but uh, I love things like that. So he gets my, uh, you know, self awareness. Um, he knew exactly what he was into, it. and I remember watching down the stretch, right, and going like almost waiting, like preparing myself. Oh, he hasn't been there. Preparing to have him fall, but no. He proved he doesn't have to. So it does. you don't have to repeat the insanity, guys, out there if you want to change it. He changed his his directive. You know, now now he's got the exemptions a couple years. He's in the Masters. He's, he's um, you know, qualified for all these all events. Time. Hawaii. I mean, it changed the guy's life. So, I mean, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. So between that... Um, yeah, uh, so I'll be on that. That'll be, I'll be. I look forward to, like I said. Uh, well, we have uh, uh, some things coming up with Ted Lindsay uh, yeah. Memorial tomorrow. You know, and, Mac. And the game. When you're talking about how good these golfers are now, uh-huh. I had the pleasure of doing uh, Wayne Gretzky's Nationwide Tournament, which is the old Nike tournament. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I used to do that myself on my show. I know but, that's a great. But show. you don't understand that uh, how many of these kids here are that good, and they're all trying to get their PGA card. So for three years, the the tournament was a celebrity and a pro golf. Uh, well, guy that's a pro golfer, I guess, and then an amateur with a pro golfer. You played the whole four days. And you had to make the cut, and then you go. But how good some of these guys are that you don't that even you don't know. hear. You don't hear like Kevin Mitchell, like you said, to Keith, win that tournament. Keith, finally, Kevin Mitchell was uh, outfielder Keith, for the Mats, but Keith that's okay. Mitchell, you understand. I got it. But uh, what you're saying there is unbelievable. That the way these guys play, and every year there's ten, fifteen kids that are coming up that are just as good. Yeah, I, I really noticed that living down in Clearwater and playing down there, and uh, a lot of the the latin uh, american guys or the college guys would practice or play at our course and just the ball leaves the club differently um you know this is uh obviously uh it's a special special program because because of the passing of ted Lindsay. um with that, uh, you heard his voice, and uh, you know everybody in the Detroit area knows that when there's a Gretzky drop, the only man that can <laughs> drop it properly and get a bell ring is my is my guest and fellow alumna alumnus um, and dear dear friend. I love this man truly, uh, Eddie Mio. Thank you, sir, for being here and uh, not only uh, close with me, but you were close with Ted too, and. Uh, um it's uh you know obviously being 93 years old it's it's a it's a tough time to leave but uh uh you know what what do you what can you say you know mac we we knew the man very well you and i and most of the city of detroit because that's what the guy was all about wasn't he wasn't a private guy i mean very accessible uh his autism uh, wine tasting that we loved unfortunately you can only serve it. Yeah, but that's yeah. All, that 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 you was fine. I enjoy it. being there. You got a nice <laughs> you got a nice bib with the absolutely with the Ted Lindsay Foundation uh, crest on it, and just to be around the man and yeah. and you see a picture. Uh, that was us uh, about three weeks ago, about a month, uh, maybe a month, um, at our uh, good spot that you love and you know the owner Vito's, Vito's in Windsor. Over in Windsor, and yeah, and here. he had such a great time, and we had all our friends, David Batten. Yeah, you, you got to understand, 
like I said, Ted is so open to the public. He did my golf tournament for 20 years, and you were there for yeah. about three or four. And uh, doesn't play golf, but still showed up for the banquet and, you know, just uh, very accessible. So anytime they, uh, the people in Windsor, the, my friends, knew he was coming, it was a party. Uh, at Vito's. Was, and uh, he just enjoyed it. He remembers everybody. That's yes, the whole and, thing. And they was, all loved his stories. And uh, unfortunately, everyone can't be as lucky as Mac and I to be able to sit with this man for an hour or two and listen to the good old stories yeah, that he had. I, yeah. Also, uh, joining me, um, you know, uh, joining us on the program, uh, making a return, uh, dear friend. Um, Although I mean I wish he quit picking on me, but uh, back from Peru, uh, he's got he's I mean like Tim when he I said to you can you not tell Marty's here because of the energy in the room and what and you go I could you said you could tell when he walked, walked in the, the house door. yeah <laughs> it's true so Marty Sheedy Project Scissorgate World Traveler you know Peruvian ambassador now probably what how many how many chicks you married down there they got uh, they they got any any of that. Heggy Peg, you're not married. You don't have a, you know, I don't got to worry about raising funds for some family down there. You, you were, you were good. All right, bro. Did they, did they officially name you ambassador for the United States to Peru? No, the, no, oh, okay. no, not yet, not yet. And Marty, um, Thank just you so much. It's so good to be here. You have any uh, off the top of your head any memories of uh, Mr. Lindsay at all? Um, well, I remember like actually the first time I met him was actually in the elevator. Uh, Tom and the fun downstairs up to the main tantra at the Joe Lewis. How, how old were you? I don't, I was like 13, 12, 13. But I mean, I knew then he was such a present and a legend. And I, it was an honor. And then my dad was able to tell me much more stories right. about did him. You, did you know when he walked in or did you walk in on him? Oh, I knew who he was when he came in the elevator. Now, how did that make you feel? Like did it did it did like because when I, you know, Drape says it, it, it's so neat because I heard Drapes do a soundbite and he said you know uh, and I remember like when when uh, he always says Mr. Lindsay but and I call him Ted and Gordy because that's yeah. just the way I am and and uh, they come in and you know first met him and you you would literally like you felt that like that's what people in England must when they meet the Queen or the King like this is and then you get to know them and then you get to know and they're different people and stuff like that but you still the presence. That Ted Lindsay carried with him of nobility and justice and you know, like there's there's two people and, and I thought of this, there's two people that I can think of that people would know that are probably the only two males that I felt after I lost my dad in ninety nine that that they held this accountability over me, like which pretty much when I was fucking around or not being the best me that I would steer clear of. Okay. Ted Lindsay's one of them mm -hmm. because, because he would hug me and congratulate me and everything as excited as shit. he wanted to be the one to do the thing on March 26th, but it was good that I, I did it, you know, cause you know, he would, he, he yeah. probably would have done it worse. Stuff like that. And the other one is Paul W. Smith. WJR because of the connection he had with my dad and how close yeah. he was and he always reminded me of that but that's what I always went Ted so in saying that it always it, the last few years is a lot really great to be around him <laughs> for know, me anyways and yeah. I, 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 he cared about God but Eddie can you elaborate because 
you spent more time, but he made you, and Mike Babcock nailed it. You know, Mike Babcock, he made you want to be a better person. And I think that as he's gone is that that's the goal. You know, when you guys were playing, and, and even before you, I talked to Paul Coffey. You you dropped Draper's name, and you didn't ring the bell either. <laughs> no, okay. I, I, it's my show, Eddie. Oh, okay. And, and well, he's no, not no, no. Holy Jesus. You just didn't call Drapes Gratz, did you? Uh, you just really, didn't. Drapes, he did not put thought, you in Gratz in the you know same. Mac, same. I thought, you said, gosh really darn, if, you said, if I said Rick Tockett. I'll ding Rick Talk. Well, why talk? Uh, Rick Talkin why talk and, and and is Drapes. closer to Gra- because Drapes is Drapes. Okay, and he's so got, you got no. A point. But you so put him in the wing. You can't put him in the wing. So wait a minute. Category. If I mentioned PC, who played with you know who? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm trying Paul to Coffey. I nicely played with Paul here. Coffey too. Well, dang it. No, I played. Uh, well, that's right. It's your show. Sorry, it's your show. I want everybody to know this is what this is what. The alumni locker room is like. It's all about. <laughs> and that's why we have fun doing it. So but, what did Paul say? Well, Paul, with uh, you know, with Ted, because like, remember, Ted used to go and work out with the, oh, all you guys. I got a great story. Yeah, and, and and just talking to the man, like you said, he's he's interested. He's not only interested in what you're doing on the ice, he's interested in life and, and what you're doing, all that. When I retired in, in 87, I had no clue what I was going to do, whether I was going to go back to Edmonton or New York, or I'm from Windsor. I hadn't seen my parents a long time. I left at 17 or stay here. How well, old were you I, when you retired? Uh, <laughs> 35. Okay. Okay. Why are you laughing? Well, because I thought there was an old joke coming here pretty soon. All right. And, and, and way, you're, and you're, you're way, thinking. You're way too sensitive. Yeah. And you're thinking. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always thinking, dude. So, I just say hey, I just had to let three pass through because they weren't that. So, they were like Perry good, so I can't. So I mean, I, Eddie, you look great for 35. So. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Tim. Yeah. You are awesome. See? You're my new friend, my new friend. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Alex Devecchio, Johnny Wilson, uh, Ted, they all took me to lunch and said, "You got to get involved with the alumni, right?" Well, well, you know that we went, we went to lunch. And when I started getting involved, I remember Ted. Remember Ted and Marty Pavlich had a very successful plastics outfit. I mean, Ted, you know, wasn't only hockey for Ted. Ted represented a company over in Windsor called Titan, okay? Did very, very well with these groups. Marty Pavlich retired and went to uh, Idaho because he loves skiing, right? But they were the best of friends. We're going to we're going to see Marty here this weekend. But he always said, well, kid, get into the automotive. You got a personality. All you need is, you know, and, and then I realized, I says, Ted, here's a guy, Ted Lindsay, who's giving me advice at 35 to what to do after the game of yeah. hockey. And back then, we didn't have that big support group. And neither did Mac, really. But nowadays, you don't need that support group because they're making great money. Okay, yeah, yeah. so with yeah, Ted, well, I should have more than I. Do. Well, I never mind. Too, we I'm just you, too friendly. Yes, and and you know what? It happens. In a way, I it's was the blessing. same way. Yeah, but it's you know it's a blessing. It's I a blessing, and, and we all have our little. You know, we got our stories. The maybe a, a certain path that we took the wrong way, but right. we all adjusted, and we we're got here. back. And we're Ted, here. Yeah, and thanks to guys like Ted, right? Who didn't have to really care about us. He's he was a legend. I mean, what he's done, and I'm sure Max is going to get into what he's really done for the game of hockey. 
after he retired and he was uh, GM here in Detroit, the stuff he did off the ice for hockey maybe hasn't been, uh, you know, talked about as much as it should be. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think, um, you know, if people know that uh, he was uh, started the Players Association, you know, was was the which which at the time where, uh, if you knew the man at all, it was it was, you know, he really what was right and wrong. You know, it was black and white, and yeah. it was, you know, like there was gray. He could understand the gray, but there was right and wrong, and when it was wrong then it needed to be dealt with. And he was sort of, I get it a lot because if somebody was going to do it, he was the one, and, you know, I sort of consider myself that sort of way. And yeah. it's yeah. sort of, you know, you're going you're gonna to talk it, talk it once and show it twice. Ted was, was a shower, bro. There's a, a boss of mine in radio, uh, actually at CSX, he told me, I don't need to play 18 holes of golf with you to know if you can golf. You know, Ted Lindsay, I, I, I don't need to know any more than what he did in 1966 to know that he is exactly. a samurai. He's a samurai. 1966. Oh yeah, let's go, honey. We're going. We're getting inducted in the All Hall of Fame. Oh, your wife can't go. Oh, go fuck yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't and the that next, awesome? the next year, guess who was invited? Right. Wives were invited to the Hall. And of Fame. he and he kept going back every year, Tim. Yeah. After they finally. That's all I need to know about again. That's all you need. And yeah. he stood up. And again. Take that a little further in, in years where and Mac will tell you, everybody will tell you, you didn't stick, you didn't stand up in front of the owners. Nowadays, you have a say because they're paying you a lot of money, but you did not stand in front of the owners and call them out. Ted right. did that. Yeah. For that. They were a separate sort of exactly. species. Well, because here's the thing. And two back then is you had to fight through is there was no disclosure on contracts. Exactly. So you didn't know, Gordy Howe didn't know what Ted Lindsay was making or whatever. So there's like, and and Mr. Norris, James Norris, wasn't the, uh, business, he was a business guy. He was a business guy. You know, I mean, it, it was, Listen. it's it's no different to him than, no. than that. You know that that manager in the, uh, of a band that yeah. you know takes advantage of their. We their were in artist. the same era there until '92. Bob Goodnow, as a player president, yeah. players association president, finally got him to disclose contracts. Okay. I remember being in Edmonton, and we had one agent that represented eight guys. We found out later because we didn't know what the guy and nobody really talked about no, what was, they were making it's, it's back one then. Of those it was one of those things you don't tell unspoken, people. Don't ask, unspoken, don't, tell. don't ask. Hey, we're playing the game that we love. You, you talk and about your paid. bonuses, yeah, right? Your bonuses, yeah, bonuses if you had were a bonus, different, you know, because yeah. guys would want to know to try to help you make sure. So you get we it, but. we had found out this uh, Art Kaminsky and Norm Kaplan was pitting. Uh, uh, Dave Hunter or Ron Chipperfield against an Eddie Meal and say, We'll give you Eddie for this much, but you got to pay, yeah, right. you know, and because the contracts were that, disclosed. Is that not what they call collusion? In it? Uh, that mean it is now, yeah. but back then, no one challenged it. Right. If we would have had a Ted, we had a president, Alan Eagleson, who ended up going to jail because he was not a Ted Lindsay that would stand up to the owners because he was probably being paid by he the was. owners. He was, he was taking money. Know? That's a fact. So, in 92, Bob Goodnell finally Legendary. comes in and, and, and helps guys like Darren after 92. Now we know what, yeah. like Wayne Gretzky. 92. Okay, you can do that. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky didn't know what Mike Bossy was making back then. Okay? okay. So no one knew, and Wayne was, and Bossy was the Top elite scorer. player right there. Right. And. No one knew what he was making with the Islanders. Everybody suspected, but you know the top salaries back there was three hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah. So 
because of Bob Goodenough, but it all stems back to Ted. To Ted, because it's wow. uh, Ted did it. But that's the whole thing too, and I want to allude. Um, I'm going to touch on this. Uh, like you said about him working out, that was always yeah. the amazing. You'd walk, walk in the dressing room, and it didn't matter. And wow, you would more times than not see Ted Lindsay working out. And um, sometimes, you know, if you were if you were in there riding a bike, you come over and sometimes talk about hockey playoffs. He liked to talk about, you know, he he would let you go unless you, like. I, he cornered me a few times. But, <laughs> uh, well, uh, he knew how important you were to the team. Well, yeah, you know, I, yeah, and and but like Eddie, I think like you said though, is that, but he didn't. It wasn't about. He cared about you as a person. He genuinely he cares for people first. You know, and you don't get, and that's the old school, you know, mentality or the way it was. And I think moving forward. You know, with his legacy through the alumni and just different things, as you realize, like, it's one, I don't know, like, it was one of those things that, you know, when I heard that he passed, it was like, you know, you're sort of sad, but then I'm not. Because it's like, what else can this man do? No doubt, that's and, a long life. You know, exactly. like yeah. it's exactly. like because his wife, if his wife wasn't gone, I'd say that that's sucked. a different story. But his wife's gone, and and Joanne, and and because they were so close, how long were they married? Oh God, forever. Yeah. Well, she just passed away. She just did a year like a year, and a year ago. It's yeah. almost a year. Yeah. It's almost like he had to tie stuff up, right? It's almost like he had to tie some loose ends up. Had to make sure, had to oversee, had to, had to say a few last words. Had to make sure because you know, honestly, and and like you talk about, you know, the spirituality or whatever. But it's one of those things that that it's almost like he's there's nothing more he can do. I think he's left. I think he's happy. Just he's happy to see Larkin develop before he's to yeah. know that you know did he get to touch these kids did he get to touch this oh this yeah girl? he okay. started you know at the you know obviously because of his age tim and then he lost his license this man was driving right up until 91 wow okay and so it was not somebody taking him to joe lewis he'd drive on his own wow okay go in in the morning have a cup of coffee you know he still worked out Right into his nineties. Trust me, he's still no. I did. Mike Griffin like said that. My yeah, son, yeah. Hey, Griffin says to me the other day when I tell him Ted passed away, and he says, "Yeah, you remember we used to go work out in Troy, yep. and he'd always, Mister Lindsay would always be up there. The kids always remember that. I'd always be around, always say hello, and you know, we always wonder what our parents like when they lose a spouse. Okay, right. your mother. I worried about my dad. Okay, that first year. All right, and my dad. Ended up staying. He died at 98. But every week, Fridays, we'd be at Vito's having wine and shots. So whether that kept his longevity, it was something to do. And I think with Ted, as you said, Mac, it started he was getting tired. He had done enough. He misses Joanne so much that it was time to let him go. And and as you, I felt the same thing. I said, God, we miss him because... When Joanne last year, Joey Kosher, myself, and, and, and you, Mac, remember, we made a yeah. pack to make sure we take him out. Joey would take him out 
maybe one week. I'd take him out the next. Craig okay. Willannon, yeah, Matt. the guys would. So we just kind of you know keep, keep him in. That's why because here's the thing that, that story that picture you showed there. Yeah. there's a funny story. But here's the that. thing too, Eddie, is Love because to you remember that he was a 93 year old that was still oh, as yeah. sharp as ever and right exactly. there. So it wasn't like you're dealing with somebody who was like Gordy. So to say was losing it and you know, like to, to be honest, you know, there's two different guys, but he was still there. He so, was still sharp. So yeah. maybe maybe he was a little bit slower, but dude, he was he was right there. Yeah. Uh, I remember where were we on the bench in Westland or something? There's two stories I want to sell. And and some kid or, or we're standing somewhere and some where was that? It was Westland. I Westland, think. yes. At the, on the bench and he's there. And this is like last year, ninety two, yep. and the kid doesn't take his hat off. The anthem starts and Ted backhands his hat off this kid. <laughs> the kid just looks and he doesn't. He, you know, Ted gives him that look. Remember, Perry, yeah, I, I, oh yeah, you I were saw there. Yep. And uh, the other thing is is what Cheryl wanted to say is um is she always remember we were up in Petoskey and we had the cup up there and I think this is probably two thousand twelve back whatever but ted was up there and and she was just new around the guy uh, the wives weren't there or whatever but she was alone and he sat with her and they conversed just you know reminder of talking to her dad and you know it was just really friendly so you know it was something that he made her early feel comfortable but that's just the way ted was and it was always cool because you know to you know, it's just the relationship that he had with with everybody. Yeah, he talked to the wives. It didn't matter. He was he was he was he, he touched a lot of people. But in this story here, the last time we were together at, in Windsor, it's it's funny because we got there around twelve thirty, and I picked up Ted around eleven. He lives way up north of Rochester Hills, off the golf course. So it was an hour and a half to get you know by the time we crossed the border. So we got there around twelve thirty. We're having lunch glasses of wine, this and that. It got to be around 4.30, and I said, hey, Ted, traffic's going to build up. We got a long drive back. What do you think? He looks at me, and he says, why, are you turning into a pumpkin? <laughs> you know? And I go, all right, game on. Called game on. He called me out. I said, okay. I says, How about, younger punk. Yeah, do you want to go with me to the next, and you'll know, the Kildare House, which oh, yeah. Vito owns. Yeah. I says, there's pretty women in kilts that are waitresses. He says, I'm in. Oh, so yeah. we go there. <laughs> we left Windsor at 8.30 at night. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I didn't get him home to around 10, 10.30. It was the greatest night. And but how good one- was, like, let's, like, for you to have that, yeah. you know, well, as you your sort of, like, yeah. you that get all always- last memory of Ted. Wow. Right. We Just, had a great time. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's, like, I remember, I remember, the last time that I saw him, and I remember like just taking a second and him like saying to me, he said, I'm glad you're doing so well. And it would, you know, to look at me like that, because his handshake's still like oh, as firm. strong oh, wow. as that. The guy with the strongest hand, the grip, whatever, Bob Rouse, had the strongest grip, grip ever. Big as a house, Bobby Rouse. You know, like, yeah, number three. Tough man. But Tad, you shake his hand to this day, but that meant, you know, to be able to do that and, you know, like to, with the Ted Lindsay Foundation, the autism. Oh, yeah. You know, that's one of the things that this is the I, stuff people don't know this, off the, on the, exactly on the enforcer shoes. If you look at the bottom, so they have the the puzzle pieces. So that was sort of uh, in in the honor of the autism and of Ted oh, Lindsay. That's awesome. 
Yeah, so that's... Uh, I did not notice until yeah. you mentioned that. Yeah, well, that was... You should mention it more. I just did, and I will. Well, Wait till alumni <laughs> come out. Yeah, so oh, yeah. that's on the enforcers. Well, you know, that, like this, I'll be picking them up. I'm doing a big photo shoot tomorrow for... Uh, Ring that bell. I am. <laughs> Eddie, check them out. See this? this see the alumni? Don't, do you think every one of the alumni guys would like a pair of the alumni? Uh, yeah. Are you see kidding the me? Alumni? They're Are you kidding me? Perfect. They're awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what we're going to work on. So, they're all, they're all nice. let me take, hold on. Okay. Before we get back to Ted Lindsay and, and stuff like that, there's a reason that I brought both of you in at the same time. You know, obviously to, to catch up on why you're here together because. Here with Grind Time, and as you can see, and uh, Teresa and uh, Gary, thank you for, from, uh, what's Harley Davidson? Well, Motor City. Motor Harley City, Harley Davidson on. Uh, we're at Grand River and Haggerty. Grand River and Haggerty. Go get your bikes tuned up because you might need them by August. <laughs> Anyways, I, I repent. But why? Because here at Grind Time, if you can see a little bit in the background, we had the studio, which Tim is. Eagerly anticipating next week's show. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, and, and we're gonna have a good one too. But in in developing grind time with Darren McCarty and putting together, I have Perry here and I have Tim here. But I need other people to help me out and sort of like a staff. So if I was president, right, or prime minister because I'm not American, <laughs> right, I would have to have a cabinet. Right or or judges or whatever. So I I'm proposing Eddie because hockey season, hockey playoffs is coming up. Now we don't have to worry about talking Red Wings that much unless we're going to talk <laughs> Grand Rapids Griffins or we're going to talk the draft because yep. we're in good exactly. spots, right? Yep. But I need a hockey alumni correspondent, um, especially through playoff time to to talk through other teams you of course being in the representative uh business which we can get to to talk about because this is stuff like that but um to come in and talk hockey and i'll need uh, i'll need some updates so everybody's got sources and stuff you know i watch all these shows tim you know they got sources and stuff so i need sources so would you like to sign on to be Grind Times uh, hockey, uh, you know, hockey Mac, alumni correspondent? Mac for you, anything. Out of boy, Eddie. You know I knew that. it. And Marty. <laughs> you know that. So Marty also, too. Now, uh -oh. people can uh, get a hold of me, um, or one way to get through to me is DMACPR at... Uh, 25 DMAC. DMAC25PR, right? Yeah. Yeah, DMAC25PR. Um, at gmail.com, which uh, Marty is my PR guy, but also I want you to be, to still help me with the PR. I mean, I'm sort of, job, but also the spiritual, I need a spiritual advisor. Okay. Right. Just about, so we need the Feng Shui. So updates on just what's going on in the, you know, I need some updates because we, we, we swim in the same circles a lot of times, that but is. just, I, I need, uh, I need, so I'm going to, you're my spiritual PR advisor and, Eddie, my uh, hockey alumni. All right, good. So that's one of the reasons why you're both here. Now, yeah, so Eddie, um, speak on that. So what, like you said, so let's go back to your relationship with Ted. And you said that after, because Ted, Ted got involved with the alumni or what guys were doing after. And like yep. you said, I didn't retire till 08, 09 and start coming around in about 11 or 12. Um, but 
what did that so what did you do after you retired because you've been retired for uh you know what most years. of the alumni gary bergman alex alex was in the novelty thing but it geared to the automotive okay it was all about the automotive right so ted and and marty had plastics outfit johnny wilson worked for uh uh uh, Pico at the time, who Tony Wisney used to own the Bulldogs. I mean, there's a lot of little history that Tony hired Sid Abel. Uh, even um, I think Gordy might have worked for him for right, a, right. a small amount, but Sid Abel, Johnny Wilson. Now, were all- these were these guys? Did these guys work back when they? Because we we know back yes. when Tad and Gordy and Alex. So would they have worked these mm-hmm. jobs in the off season and built these relationships as they played? Some of them were so it's not like it is today, where it's you build these relationships. Then when you're done as an athlete, no. then you go into something else. No, they were always working, Mac. They were all because they didn't, they weren't making that much. Did you ever have to work? Because you played in the sixties or seventies. The way I when they ask <laughs> when they ask about my career, the only thing I can say is I didn't have to work summers for eleven years. So, but after that, I had to work. Uh, it it was just like. The automotive was very good to the alumni here. And I think if you look at the, some of the taggers that stayed here yeah. and also the Lions. So right. was it like, uh, you're saying automotive, was it sales jobs? Yeah, was it you marketing? were representing a company yeah. and you were their rep. So you'd call on Chrysler purchasing, uh, Ford purchasing. And Ted Ted Lindsay's on the phone. Hey, how's the numbers doing? What can we send you? Can we beef up those shock absorbers? Exactly. Whatever you were selling. I did that for Christian Yeah. So what would happen is that uh, like Pico built the big lines. So all those big assembly lines that you see actually put your car together, whether it's Ford, GM, or Chrysler, uh, there's other companies making those lines for Chrysler. Okay. So Chrysler didn't Makes build sense. them in-house. Right. So there was a lot of subcontractors, I guess Consulting you could say. Consulting. Consulting. So a lot of the, the players, because they were known, would be the front guys. But what you had to do is you had to learn the business a little bit. So you had to know a little bit of engineering. Not that we were ever going to sell a job on the engineering side. Yeah. It was just open it up, get on the quote list, and there'd be maybe eight, nine guys on the quote, and then you went to work. Trying okay. to get that job. But uh, uh, you also had to have a good company. Like yeah. Gary Bergman was in the paper products okay, and sold to all the big three. And nice little living. Yeah, uh, Shaky Peters, which uh, the, great, the, greatest, the greatest headline is, Hawks win with Peters out. <laughs> that was in 1952, right? That's awesome. So, uh, but I mean, those guys all set the stage for the younger guys, meaning like guys like me that retired, uh, that needed to do something. Yeah. Okay. So when you when you talk about Ted, I remember in 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 the uh, purchasing lobby of Chrysler when they were on Northwestern, and ran into him and Marty, and they said Eddie, just keep going. You know, they just words of encouragement. So they didn't have to do that. I didn't really know Ted back then in '87. Other than who the heck he was. I mean, (laughs) he was still a legend, but there wasn't a one-to-one until him and Alex and and Johnny Wilson took me to lunch and said, by the way, they needed a young goaltender anyways. (laughs) No, it worked the timing, (laughs) right? It worked. worked, Self-awareness, timing, you know? I mean. And so that's when I say when Ted was an instrumental guy, and not only Ted. I mean, you had Gary Bergman, Johnny Wilson. They were all great guys to take 
the younger guys yeah. that were retiring, and and pull them aside. You can tell if you if you ever get Mickey Redmond, he started in the steel business. Yeah, right off uh, in Wyandotte there at the not Great Lakes. Um, McLeod Lafayette was it Lafayette Steel or something? Anyways, he worked as a salesperson uh, for the steel company before he got the gig in uh, wow. uh, as the uh, color play by play. So that, at that the, launch, did you feel like? Was that like being baptized when you were sitting there and they asked you to be the goalie? We say, hey, we need a young goalie. What, what was that feeling like? Uh, First of all, being asked to the line. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> First of all, here's the thing. I wanted you to knew, hang up the equipment. But right, right. But <laughs> oh, you knew okay. it was coming. It was coming. Okay. You know, so you don't coming. not see it coming. It's not like guy. a lot of time, it wasn't like they were fighting. They they were sort of, they needed something they needed that a you goalie. Yeah, the, the guy, remember... Perry would know uh, Jerry Flurry. I think they called him Leaky. Yes. Okay. He was their goaltender. <laughs> That's not a good name for <laughs> no, a goal. No, they called no, him no. Leaky. So <laughs> what they what they call you other than I'm uh, Siv? Yeah. Uh, five hole. Yeah. Five hole. But yeah. we got to give. But we got to though. We got to give Eddie some props because for his mustache about and his hair two months ago, best porn mustache Absolutely. in the eighties. You uh, were so okay. You were so should have been like John Holmes. You should have been just a, didn't well, have the other equipment. <laughs> <laughs> you could have done the acting. <laughs> And he's a stunt double. I act he every day. He gets to do all the liners. You had that 80s look down, buddy. Yeah. Bro, that yeah. was a sick 80s look. I mean, John Schneider looked like, you know, you could yeah, have been his chips. double. Right? Yeah. Or, uh, or uh, uh, that's John hazard. Wilcox. Yeah. Perry, Perry showed me a picture. I, I, I thought they had destroyed by now, but when we got off the plane, when we were sold, oh. again, I'm not mentioning names. <laughs> uh, so when we went into the press conference, right? This from sold from Indianapolis to, to, Edmonton, to, to Edmonton in the WHA. Yeah, yeah. with the great. I mean, look at this. Uh, you name it. I didn't say it. Uh, I know. You can't give me the bell. Wow, dude, hands on the hips too. No <laughs> way, racist, dude. Yeah. Look at that pose. You're not posing like a goalie. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Perry, shit! Perry's you got, got Fred. Oh, Perry's mm, got the good wait, one with my look cake. Look at hey, jacket. guys, go back to him. Oh, it's a flash. Because I was gonna say the towel through the thing means like he was done. He's not, he's that was bench. my day off. Right there. Yeah, second that was one. my there it is. Perry, can you pull that up? I don't know if we can pull that up. Edward, right look at you, young there's, Edward. But there's the one right there that in the see that fake leather jacket? That's the eighties look <laughs> that's, right there. That's pleather, kid. And look at look at look who's who's what uh, who's the other one look like? Doesn't he look like Spicoli from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Grat, is that Gratz? That's Gratz. Oh, hey, ring the bell. Like Spicoli. <laughs> no, that's you. It's my so, show. Anyway. <laughs> so, but those were, yeah, that, that, that was a good time. 80s was a good time. Studio 54 in New York. I mean, come on. Shit. Come on. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole different cut. That, that'll be, we'll, we'll get that's, <laughs> that's another show. That's another show. Hey, but we, uh, back, back to Eddie playing goalie for the alumni. Two months ago, we're at that outdoor oh game. At, at, we're at the outdoor game at Clark Park. Okay, but Eddie, how you retired at thirty-five, and you're you you just turned 65, sixty-five, right? Yeah, right. So, and you would say, how many alumni games do you play, or how many games? Because you not only play with the alumni, you go out to. 99th <laughs> tournament, right, and play in the celebrity. Yeah. Dustin Johnson's, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not future father-in-law. <laughs> yeah, it depends. Every maybe other daddy, day, grand, whatever. Yeah, his go- his yeah. partner at the Pebble Beach. No, but you play uh, other than how many times do you skate a year? Now, 
With the new hip. With the new hip, uh, I feel so much better. I Do play you? a little longer than the only the ten minutes that I used to play. Well, we're not. But, uh, I mean, I'm going to get up to your human highlight. Well, we're no, we're. I don't know. I'd say at least ninety nine percent of the games. Which what do we got? Twenty two. So I probably about twenty games here. Eight. 18 or 19 something like that right a year now um, now when did you get the hip but i have a pretty good team in front of me now come on no I, yeah you do no. but here's the thing though so we're playing this outdoor game against the uaw at clark park for the frozen fish fiasco just a shout out to my boy ziggy gonzalez <laughs> down there at clark park that's my man um anyways so we're playing first period that he usually plays and he's right before he had the new hip which you've had for how long uh going on two years going now on two May. years before that if he could last five minutes once he went down he was done i was done done and then it would, i we'd have to wheel you off a couple times <laughs> i was always checking him every, no, every time he went so down. now and he's got his little it's like a little puppy's got his little spark back a little bit i don't know what it is because not only down and up so we're playing not only outdoors so um it's a it's chilly my my goal as a forward Right is to not go at any speed to break a sweat in order to cool down to get cold. So I'm doing a really good job. And in saying that, they got an onslaught going on. I got Eddie, and and I always say this, and I bring it up every time. The greatest display I've ever seen, which got me going back in the alumni, was playing the then Proby was still alive, so it was 2000 and Stratford eight or nine in Stratford, Stratford just like ten years ago. Um, and Eddie's in one at Mark LaForce in the other, and they're kicking pucks back and forth, passing them, kick saves back and forth down the ice at least twice each. It was the greatest thing I ever saw because goalies like Eddie, who, right, is the style they play these days isn't it. They're stand-up guys, which means they use their feet like a kick save is a, more of like a soccer goalie style than, than anything. side. Right, lay on the side, double packs. That well, Eddie had everything in the arsenal going in this outdoor game. Toe save here, breakaway poke check, double pad stack, glove save, kick save, and a beauty. It was the sickest thing. And you got to understand me. I mean, I think you guys do, but in case you don't. You gotta understand me. I'm the same way on the bench as I was back in the day. So you'll hear me. I'll come out of my seat. I'll bang my stick, and I'll be like, "Oh!" Because it's awesome. You're the, you're whole the first. Bench you're the first cheering. guy I heard, right? Oh. You know? And meanwhile, I'm What's dying. Like? Hey. I'm dying, and nobody's caring that I'm dying. But I am out of breath. Going, come on, guys, help me out. How? <laughs> right. But let me tell. Let me ask you this: At 65 years old, right? Playing the game that you love, that you got, got to play at the highest level, and whatever. What is that feeling like being able to do it in there? As you know what I mean, does it take no. you? Is it take you back to the moment? Like because I always say, score. It doesn't matter scoring goals in anything, or for that split second, is the same feeling. Like you score and you get that feeling. Like you make those saves. Does it take you back? Oh. Mac, it's it's you know, if, for me, it's exactly what you just said. You you get to make a save, and you're right. That outdoor game, I must have had a few more rum and cokes, and maybe you're a, looser. a couple tokes yeah, that yeah, made yeah. me a little looser. But that's uh, old school, baby. You yeah, had old school, and uh, I I did that one that Max describing. I, I was lucky, but it it worked out in my favor. You got to create but, your own luck. But then when you hear your guys on the bench, the first man I heard was Mac. <laughs> that because. 
I remember that 10 years ago in Stratford about on the bus back to oh, Detroit. Yeah, you got to remember, he didn't say it. We played the Toronto Maple Leafs oh, okay. alumni. And that's always a big rivalry between the Red Wings and Maple Leafs, no matter who's playing. Wendell Clark was playing for them. We I want to tell that story. Yeah. That just. We yeah, so on the time. bus, he's uh, so the first guy I hear at the at Clark Park is Mac, and I knew because I remember the bus trip, how he was raving about LaForest and myself. But it it for me, what the joy is that, and and you know this, and I'm not knocking my fellow union members in the goaltending division. We have our own union. Remember that. Goaltenders have their own union. Yeah, because you cannot be. I know, and we don't want to be. (laughs) You're like, hey, do you want this disease? Uh, No, you guys can keep it. You fucking Uh, sick fucks. More of a quarantine than a year. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, (laughs) hey, oh, you did that for me, Ed. Thanks. Most goalies they want to skate out after they retire. That's true. That's absolutely true. I, I don't have any desire because I played that position. That's the position I'm going to die with. And see, that's you know, and that you got it. You, I uh, like you are. See, there's, there's. That's eighty percent of guys you're talking about. At least you're another one percent, and the other one or ten percent, the other ten percent's Ozzy who doesn't want to play at all. He doesn't want to play at right? all. They either don't. Which is which one is of good. These, one yeah. out of ten wants to stay in that. Eight out of ten want to get out, and the other one doesn't want to even sniff the rink. Yeah, yeah. But for me, that's that's what I grew up. I was see, a goalie. I tell everybody. Right. And and that for me in my recovery, uh, that uh, like getting back around the guys, even back, even when I was drinking, whatever, the thing I missed about the game that I needed the most that would help me is being around the guys because it's being around family and it's been and to allow. Now, I hated the game. I mean, coming back for first five years, I played alumni. I hated everything about having to put on my equipment. You know, because it's just the game. I just, it wasn't fun because I went into self-awareness because I didn't like where I was at. Fast forward it. Well, you know, it's amazing because this game that I grew up loving has always has sort of said, okay, I'll wait for you again, whatever to come back. Cause now it's like a bunch of kids and you, and you get all of us out there and you know, the, let's see, uh, Alex probably the youngest guy, Foster. But the guy, you know, guys coming in, but you get oh, this Jones again of even the guys that are coming in, in their late 30s and being whatever, but the fun and to go out and to play and to have that, that the whole package so it's 100% of the experience instead of just going there to drink with the boys. It, it, That's what it used to be. And, it, and it's great that you mentioned it because every NHL city now, if you notice, they're getting alumni because it's very important because you mentioned it in 87 before I, I was like you, I didn't want to go around the rink for the whole year. Okay. And then the boys got me in, in lunch. You know what you miss when you first retire is you just mentioned it. It's the camaraderie. Yeah. You're with these guys for seven months a year in the dress room, traveling. That's what you miss when you first retire. And that's the part you have to really get over. Right. With the alumni, they add that little thing where on the weekend, did you see our lineup for Saturday? Yeah. That's the best lineup we've had in 20 years. Yeah, I, I mean, know. there's I, I got everybody's a former wing, okay? Everyone. Everybody that we have is a former wing on that and on that thing. So the the point is 
I think everybody's starting to learn how good our alumni is because of the fact it's not about you get on the ice. It's about telling each other how good we used to be, okay? But it's the camaraderie in the dress room. And I think you just touched on it, that that's one thing. I know you were in a bad place when you retired, but are you in a good place now? Oh, when, absolutely. You, when you come to the boys? Yeah, no, no, but yeah. that's the whole, I think that one of the things also too is like now in taking direction is that I think we all realize, and maybe this is a great, maybe this is why Ted chose to depart as he did, because as you say that, where you, for whatever reason, and I believe that, it's a, you know, guys, a tribute to that. It'll be Heartland, I think, at 2 o'clock. Heartland at 2 o'clock Saturday. 2 o'clock on Saturday. Yep. Um, is a, a tribute, you know, to Ted and what he did. Now, the, now the, well, the, now the whole thing, me, the whole thing moving thing. forward is to make sure, right? Like, you know, the guys, if something happens, like to show up at the funeral or to show up tomorrow at the thing, guys will make it go out of their way. The object is to continue and to know exactly. to this is what we have building. Now, how do you do that? Because you make it known that it can be a resource for so many things. For me, it was a safe haven of so to speak as as even when I didn't like myself, I knew I could go there and you know, I didn't have to worry about it wasn't about you have to do this and you have to do that. No. You'll figure it out and you know what? We're we'll and that was really important to allow me to get to where i needed to get to so yeah. if any of the guys are like that where to go to obviously you know because to to bring our aspect of the alumni and make it strong because we are detroit red wings it only starts with us yeah and when you mentioned uh, the saturday right the mass lynn lapau which is ted's yeah. daughter they pushed the mass up an hour it was supposed to be 11 they pushed it up to ten because they knew we had a game. Really, that's yeah, incredible. That 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 that's, that's but, how much but, but in, they in, know but that I'll, Ted would want us to yes. play that game. That that goes to show you that yeah. that he she knew her father exactly. so well yeah. that it wouldn't even be like. You know, she's she worried like I would that he's gonna reach down through the cloud and slap her on the <laughs> back of the or yeah. something like that, or somebody didn't because it's the per the perfect storm. Yeah. Um Hey Mac, I I just got one story about Ted and it parlays into what we were talking about, the O eight game in Stratford. And I was fortunate to go and ride along with you guys. You had you and Dougie Brown, Mike Krusalinski, Johnny O, Brent Fedick, Sean Burr. Um and Ted rode the bus with us. We were on the limo bus. Yep, yep. And so we, we took the ride out to Stratford. We go and you play that game. And that, that was a great atmosphere, like you said, against the Maple Leafs and that. And I was so honored to be a part of it. And then on the way back, I remember we were little snowstorm. We're all sitting there drinking. We got the beers going. And uh, and and what I remember is is Darren, this is one of his first skates with us. And, I mean, I just saw how he was around Ted. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just saw the respect. But then, so you had the front of the bus talking. You had five guys in there, five guys in the back talking. To, and then Ted starts talking and complete silence. I mean, just the attention that he received from everybody. Yeah. The command that I'm watching, all these former NHLers, former Red Wings, and just the, the, the way they listened and absorbed to what he was saying, you know, just showed me the, you know, truly the impact he had on you guys. Yeah. And I remember that. That that trip the next that Saturday we had a game, 
Matt comes skating around in warm-ups beforehand. He whacks me on the pads. He's like, Fluch, how good was that trip? <laughs> you know, and it was just it was the, a good trip, and it, right? Because it was the bus trip, the camaraderie, and 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 that type yeah. of thing. And but and, you're right, that's what Ted commanded. He he didn't ask for it. It's just that he just loved to join in, and when he did join in, everybody listened. And that that was it. I mean, uh, you know, and I, like I said, I just saw Darren. Darren's complete respect for him, and then really everybody. Um, no, I, I think that that's a big part, and I think as we move forward, we can take lessons from, you know, what what was built before us, and that's you know I brought it up here before saying that, you know, yeah, let's talk wings for a minute, okay? Let's talk wings. I said, is this not like the perfect storm? Because if you ask me, they're having a. This is a positive year. This is a successful year. Now you got Zadina scores first goal last night. Get the taste. They're going to play him nine games, throw him back, let him play in the playoffs and juice it down there. Everything I hear from my guys in GR is, uh, is you know, positive. the kids are real positive. positive yeah. But, you know, for them, they're playing, you know, like it's, it's last night's game. They lose in overtime. They're leading late, you know, come back. It's just they've done – that's one of the things that they have to learn. But when looking at the core and the nucleus, what I see, I see a, a difference. Like it's almost the perfect the perfect storm to me because if they can get one of those two picks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Between – what's the Finn guy in his name? Oh, God, I can't pronounce it. Scorpy Scapascapo? Yeah, something like that. It's, it's, yeah. yeah cor- a, or Jack Hughes. Yeah. Obviously, Jack Hughes, the American. Everybody yeah. wants Jack Hughes because they're thinking he's Who, a franchise. Well, you tell me as the uh, as the um, hockey. I haven't seen the Finn, but I, I can tell you a lot of the scouts, they're all with Jack Hughes. Okay. A lot of the scouts. Uh, that can change. Right. Okay, depending on what you want. Who do they? Who's is comparable? Uh, you mean Jack Hughes? Yeah. Franchise player? No, I mean comparable. Goudreau? Uh, better than Goudreau? Oh, m- better than Goudreau because he's bigger. Okay. He's bigger. He's more physical. Like his brother in Michigan, Quinn, yeah. went six overall last year. He's a smaller guy but carries the puck. He's very offensive. Okay. Jack's the forward. He's a little more physical. He's not a big, big guy, but he's 6'2". Right. You know, he, oh, he is, he is bigger than I thought then. Okay, he's yeah. about 6'2", I think, is, is what he was listed last. At. Okay. And, uh, but if you know the family, yeah, they got four of them that are all top-rated. So they're stalls. They're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's another and and the, dad, the dad is, it was like the father. that it, it, I mean, he was director of player development for Toronto. Okay, and now he's back here. He he he's he taught these kids how to play. Now the Finnish guys, yeah, obviously they're the closest, as you know, to North Americans as far as physical. Right. And thank God it's a Finn and not a Swede, because we no well unless to, you get the one up near the reindeer named Holmstrom. Exactly. That lives you with get Santa a Holmstrom or you get a Lidstrom. But no, no, a Holmstrom. A they're, Holmstrom. They're tough. The yeah, Lid- exactly. Lidstrom's a Swede. Yeah. Holmstrom's a Canadian. <laughs> Finn, but you understand Santa that. Claus, whatever, I, Alf. Yeah, either one of those two guys are going to make an impact. Right. Oh, yeah. see, impact, yeah. and that's either the whole. Don't you notice that? That's the biggest difference. Yeah. Not not only the speed, but the development in these guys at such a young age. Yeah. Physically. Now, mentally or mature, like the game's different because they don't think the game the same. No. So as fast as it is, but. It's a it's quick game. But I think you're right. This is a good year for the Red Wings. Remember, uh, just hang in with them. They're going to be good. 
they're learning, they're losing, but they're learning how to lose. They're not going to lose in the future. How many overtime games? Look at Toronto. Every time they played Toronto in the last three games, they were up. Four nothing no, going I, into I, Toronto. Yeah. You know, it's just that they don't know how to finish it off yet, and that comes with experience. Yeah, they, they, they need to learn how to win, and that's going to, yeah. you know, I mean, it's not going to But they're in every overnight. game now, okay, since, uh, I think, since December. They're in the games. Of course, they got blown out a couple of times, but hey, I played in 85-86 here, <laughs> and if you look up my record, I think the Red Wings, we only had 41 points, the worst in NHL history. I don't think anybody's beat us yet. And how many double what digits? What year was that? Uh, 85, 86 season. Okay. I've got it all right here. Yeah. And how many double digit games did we lose? <laughs> oh we're oh, talking you 12 were, to 2, 14 to 4. 17, you were, 17 wins, 57 losses, right. 6 to 40 points. And I think I was in net for all of them. Uh, no, no. You're, I, well, <laughs> oh, no. Without, look without at the, those look years. Look at the games, though. 12 to 2. I know Minnesota beat us 14 to 4 in the old Mets Center. Wow, dude. The North Stars, okay? It, it, was, it was a tough year. It was a tough year, but you know what? Saturday's, uh, Saturday's <laughs> game in Heartland, you know, Mio. We'll make up for wait, it. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Georgia had to slide in there, eh? Yeah. You're going to have to – I wonder what the two is. We got Red – oh, Red Berenson. Red Berenson. Todd Bertuzzi, Big Bert. Jimmy Carson, Brent Fedick. Dennis Hextall. Hexy whacking coming. and slashing. Yeah. Buckles, Mike Knubel. Papa Joey Kosher, me, D-Mac. Drew Miller, the uh, the Silver Fox. Johnny O, Mickey Redman, Jason Woolley, the Cooler. The Cooler. Dave yeah. Coulier, Dave Coulier yeah. a.k.a. Yeah. Uncle Joey oh. from Full House. Yeah, he's got the greatest drunk T-Mac, too. Oh, <laughs> oh he's got a good one. <laughs> Bobby Hall Jr. and Knoft. Yeah. So, uh, and <clears throat> the anthem singer will be the one and only Karen Newman. Ah, yeah. See? I mean, that's ah, the... great squad. So that's just a little up. So that, hopefully, you might get 12 scored on you. That's but, okay. But, hey, but we're going to score at we'll least score 13. We'll score 14. <laughs> Eddie, your goals against average that year? Yeah. Six point three three. I know. I said, How look many at games? the double. Look at the double digits. How many games and what was his save percentage? Eight, Don't eight, tell me his goals against. Tell me his save percentage. Eighteen games he played in. Ooh, tough one, Ed. Eight sixteen was his. Holy <laughs> shit! Get in the way of one. It's not dodgeball, Manny. Did you see our team back then? Hey, it's not dodgeball, Manny. I know. That's and, what Stevie, and Stevie was hurt most of uh, most of the year. Yeah, you, man, Eddie, on, we were so. talking about this last night, but you guys were tough. Oh yeah! Look you at our had penalty a tough minutes. team. I mean, you had uh, you had uh, at the start. Well, of I hope so. They couldn't fucking win. <laughs> we couldn't win. Uh, we, we had put to fight. People in the stand somehow. Shit! You had uh, you had Proby. Proby with one eighty six. Randy Landisher had one hundred ninety six. Joey had three hundred and seventy seven pims. Three seventy. That's yeah. some work. Yeah, yeah. Reed Larson had 109 minutes. Warren Young had 160. Basil McRae called, got called up. For Razzle Dazzle? <laughs> yeah. Lane Lambert had 130. Hey, we didn't win many games, but we won all the fights. Oh, well, no doubt. <laughs> uh, yeah, on and off the ice. Yeah, help yourself. I'm going to, uh, right now, uh, Eddie's got Eddie's, Eddie's to recharge. Uh, Marty, how you doing over there, bud? Dude, so it's been how long... Uh, been about a mu- little over a month yeah, or since you were gone you were gone when did you get back last week uh, yeah, no, 
Uh, yeah, March 1st, actually. March 1st, you got back? Yeah. Oh, so later yeah. than you thought, right? Yeah, well, February 28th, but like, it was an oh, overnight okay. flight. All right. So we took the bad eye, left at 11 at night, got home at 11 in the morning. Okay. So. Biggest difference that your self-awareness from before you left to coming home? Man. Mm -hmm. So much, but I mean, one, knowing my health vibes and traveling internationally and knowing that everything was good with no problems and knowing that I can keep going and doing more. I guess for me, that self-awareness part was huge because my dad went with me for the first eight days, which was awesome, and we did a lot, and the traffic is insane. Insane? I thought New York City and L.A. was something, but that's tops. I mean, there's no rules. There's just people twatsing everywhere. It was <laughs> just hon uh, horns honking. Yeah. So, Get out of the yeah. way. Did you, was it, so did you, was it spaced out so you had to drive a lot of different places? Or um, could you yeah, walk? Well, well, I mean, we were, well, Mitzler and Mike, uh, yeah. who I stayed with, uh, did friends of mine. They live right in downtown Lima. And like we were literally in the city center, and we could walk everywhere. Basically, I mean, there's a dual street store by the Bonatona, restaurants, but then we were able to do a lot of traveling and stuff. So, do, uh, so flying, like, obviously flying international and stuff like that. So, how was the flight? Because what was it? Because you had to fly to Fort Lauderdale? Yeah, or? we flew from here to Lauderdale, and then from Lauderdale, it was like five and a half hours to Lima, Peru. And, nothing. but it was nothing. No. Watch any movies on the plane? No, actually, I just slept. Oh, I lazy to, like, bastard. Like, I tell everybody you're you know, lazy. Well, you know? I want to have energy on now. All right, all right. So so when you got there, uh, and so, try try the food? Anything new you tried that oh, you like? Oh, man, there was so much great food. Like, cauliflower and souffle and, like, all these dishes with this meat. And just the food was incredible. Now, can and, you get that food somewhere here? Um, I mean, you can talk it here. Okay. And I know some of the recipes. And That's cool. Are they big on that slow cook, that, like the, the Brazilian meat, meat, like where they cook it yeah. in the pot and stuff? And it's They're, really tender. Yeah. It just really yeah. falls apart. It's ridiculous. Which yeah. was, yeah, I had they that. cook it in those clay pots, and it's just. Many oh. times. It's, yeah, they, they've been doing it. If you watch any of those cooking shows and stuff, but that's why to, to ask you about the. the what is the big difference? So if we're going to talk cuisine, whereas you would say like the tender of the meat or the a cooking pots. A lot more natural ingredients, more, like more real food. You did Marty said there was less fat the people there. Cleanness. Yeah, let's talk about that, about yeah, the well, obesity I, or I, the... Yeah, well, they don't sell any diet pop in any other cells. But I thought Sorry. regular pop was fat. Um, no. So Diet pop, the the aspartame, yeah. your body, after it metabolizes that, the metabolite that remains is formaldehyde. Right, and it keeps the fat cells that's, in. Isn't that the shit? That they embalm that, you with. Yeah. yeah. That's the byproduct of I heard somebody aspartame. smoked one, like a, a joint embalming before and got really fucked up. <laughs> I wouldn't advise it. It wasn't me. So yeah. health, healthier down there. In that me. was got to be um, motivational and inspiring. Yeah, so that was nice to see. And then, yeah, like the obesity is really non-existent there. Yeah. I mean, 
doing it, a lot of people bought and do things. In the too busy but, dodging cars, it sounds <laughs> like. You ain't got time to be big. <laughs> and, but another, like, really I cool thing for me is I found my tribe. So then, like, four foot nothing. And yeah. there's, like, He was a small <laughs> forward in, yeah, in Peru. Yeah, there were a lot of people that were my size or even shorter. Yeah, sure. So I would stand up and be like, Oh, wow, you're slower than me. <laughs> wait, 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 bro. Did you get all big time tall guy on him? Did you go like, were you in your head, were you like, yo, yo, step on, step on a stool when you're talking to me? <laughs> no, that was a really Because that's what Drapes experience. would do. If Drapes is ever taller than somebody, if he got over six foot, dude, he wouldn't let anybody know. Like, he would let everybody know. Well, he would be in heaven in Pavoon. So. Wow. Drapes, you hear that? Just introduce Artie yourself as... Um, said hi, that you would be the ruler of the munchkins in Peru. <laughs> I, could, I could be in, uh, in heaven in Peru. <laughs> Have you I'm been sure. to Peru, Ed? No. No. Nope. No. Where's the best country you've traveled to? Malaysia. I like Malaysia. Wow. I went there for a, ba a birthday party. Uh, Penang. <laughs> and, uh, what uh, year? Uh, two years ago. Oh. Two years. I, that was oh. the sad part. I was going to a birthday party, and Smake was being buried, Sma oh. Dave Smakeo. Oh. So I was kind of torn. Oh, you know, I already had the flight, and I was going... They were all counting. Anyways, it was a torrent thing. But when we got there, it was pretty, pretty neat little country. But of course, my native land, Italy, is to me still the best. Yeah, I've never yeah. been there. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta get yeah. over there. Italy's what, still uh, the best to me. So, Marty, more on. Per so, what were a couple things that maybe you thought? going over that were either yeah the way that they are or maybe no it wasn't it was totally different like the the weather or the because i saw yeah. the views yeah the views were and but because i didn't realize that so many different mycoclimates in peru so literally lima and the toast is a dozen like doesn't not like arizona doesn't but doesn't as in like the still hammer doesn't Oh, wow. Desert. Like wow. desert, desert. And then you can literally go over a mountain, and then there's a valley with water. And it doesn't, in Lima and the surrounding toads, it doesn't rain. There's no, then while we were there, maybe a half an hour of a few droplets. Wow. But that was it. And other than that, like, everything's open, and windows are open. But if... It did rain, and there was water. The dirt was so fertile that things would dwell instantly. Wow. Which was cool. And huh. the, there's a lot, like Lima is very much a city. I, it reminds me of a mini New York city with a little lots of buildings, but that many people. There's actually more people in Lima wow. population lives than New York City. So people are small, but are they nice? <laughs> it's, yeah, the culture is amazing. I I had no trouble. I had no. I had to do the translator and was able to do that. Yeah, I was able to buy like, an internet router that connected to my phone. Cool. So I was able to have that the whole time. You translated with your phone? You yeah, used your phone? Did the, you really? That's kick-ass. Yeah. So, like, Did it, was it useful and helpful? Oh, yeah. And, and a lot of people had it 
too and really I was able to so how was that so you sit and literally have conversation where it didn't matter if three people at the table spoke different languages you just i mean you would have to type back and like, right but but, it, but, but you could communicate with no problem it's just a little longer yeah but that's <laughs> but that's like you know how movie. the comfort or whatever else of sort of this is stupid or this isn't stupid or whatever you got right into it it's like something that you'd say what was the one is there a specific one you use we'll give somebody a plug I mean I doodle translate but <laughs> no I mean that's doodle translate is Google the one Transfer, yeah you, you talked it one. in and, and then, then it set it back but you I, held it up for yeah okay. and then it was funny one time with my speech impediment it didn't what Right, then oh. like through this, I'm gonna just type. Cause I wanna make sure like it understands exactly what I'm saying. I don't want the wrong word. You don't want somebody to, you don't <laughs> want to come out with something else, and you're like, yeah, yeah bro, I'm looking for a donut, and yeah. you just ask the guy, you know, something about his girl. <laughs> Ooh, jeez. And yeah, no. I mean, I know you did it on purpose, bro, but <laughs> yeah, that's just you. And then just like another like uh, some funny stories is at. Throughout my life, I have funny stories, and there was a certain day, and we were walking, and this woman came up and started speaking in Spanish, and was saying, oh, I'll pray for you, I'll pray for you, and that happens a lot, which is yeah. really nice. So, she was explaining that to my friend, Mitza, I'm like, oh, that's cool, like, oh, that's certain day, someone's going to pray for me, you know, I, much, I much need it. So... It was like the second or third day we were leaving, a woman came out of, out of the house, and my friend Mitsa is standing there, I have my water, and she's telling Mitsa in Spanish, oh, it's nice that you're taking him for a walk. <laughs> it's a really nice day for a walk. Ah, and then... She did, the, hey, that, no, wait. That proven lady that you're a dog, bro. Yeah, and then those... Oh, but he still needs therapy. <laughs> it was funny. Like, they just uh, blunt, and it was funny. So they thought me was my mom, which is like the third time that that's happened in our trip, and then the whole therapy part. Which, by the way, Jody's your mom, who I say shout out to her for coming out to, uh, <laughs> got to meet her out at yeah. Vito's in uh, Lincoln Park uh, last weekend. Uh, Aunt Jerry and uh, and my cousin Taylor. Uh, yeah, exactly. Haha, do the translate. Donde están todas las damas? Where are all the ladies? So and then and then I was able to meet uh, a little girl who has also they posted uh, a baby, uh, which is really cool. And then I met two other adults who also they felt this. And the the child went on to run under her at treatment at Sweeney's in Dreamville. That's awesome, so dude. It was a, it was such a powerful. I was able to open some of Meatless Fun's the chat ones. Like I Were you like you did mine? Ah, oh, dude, that uh, is so awesome! I can't so, wait to do that again. Yeah, the so lots and lots of good stuff. I I came back filled with so much and so much so many synchronicities happened and things that I'll never fully be able to explain mm -hmm. that 
enlighten my whole consciousness. Just to the um, spiritual level. Just I think, yeah, I think on, that on a major level. And Bobby Vadan, Viva the Music Festival, and the country of Peru, Pat's Maratomilvana. What? So, While you were there? Well, we were there. So that were you able to get your hands on some? No. No. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you would have had to yeah. get the license and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. No, but so, wow. some and That's yeah. great. He said it was all right. You know? It, it, it was I a mean, huge step for that country. I mean, so. Yeah, but that just goes I'm, to show, but that's... I'm a big fan of what You know, the, the couple things that I love to hear, and, and you know, on a, the more serious note, but to, this is uh, Grind Time with Darren McCarty, uh, my guest, Eddie Mio. Uh, goaltender great Marty Shee Project Scissor Gate who just came back from Peru is uh, you know the spirituality aspect but you don't need to know the answers just you know right your self-awareness is that you went there and from what I remember leaving and we had the had you on um, the podcast before you left in January um, and you come back with more expectate more than what you thought. Oh, completely, way more than yeah. But on, but but more so level. on a spiritual level as far as direction, you know where to go. Yeah, and and in a guidance and, and knowing to really continue to follow my heart and what I'm doing in the midst and just reaffirm that the path that I'm on is the right one. And you're amazing, Marty. You're amazing, dude. That I just can't yeah, say it yeah, enough. Sure. I, I was I had a buzz for two days after you were on last time. Mm. You're, you're just super inspirational, dude. And and the, now that you're traveling mm. and spreading the word about your foundation, Marty, honest to God, you're an inspiration, dude. Oh, thank you. And I'm so glad you're part of our circle, man. It's a blessing. Yeah, it, absolutely. It's awesome how everything connects to then folks and all, and and life it, is dead. The really trade along the lines you said, though, it's just the way it's supposed to be, and the yeah. way that it's come to fruition, and you can go now. If if I was going to go visit Peru or you were going to recommend, what is something, is there a place that you went to that you say you have to go check out? or is Well, there's still a lot of traveling I have to do in Peru because we just went to Lima. Right. But, and, Lima but I know Tutsito is an amazing place. I mean, there's a lot of places in Lima. I, I heard you have to do an ayahuasca journey yeah. when you're in Peru. Did you do one? Yeah. No, he I can't did not. Because of his health, yeah. he can't. And okay. we're talking about ayahuasca, which is a. Uh, I I I know it's a very powerful thing that can change a lot of lives. So if anybody's list, ayahuasca is a plant. Yeah. Um, and there. it's a psycho. It's a psychedelic, and it takes you. You need to be. You need a shaman and a, a guide to go on this trip where you drink this tea and. Um, it can make you face your biggest inner demons and stuff like that. And it can be, it can be the greatest, you know, cleansing, but it's, you know, got to be done properly. Probably, so, yeah. well, they're using it for so much now. They're running experiments on post-traumatic stress disorder, um, depression. Did you see, they just released the news about ketamine. They're using ketamine. They just okayed ketamine for severe acute depression. Wow. Yeah. That's special. And they care. showed the That's brain. That's a horse tranquilizer. Yeah. Yeah, but Dude, there's I, something that they're going to be approving. Like, they're, it's getting, it's yeah, going to trials. But the ayahuasca, you know, that's... Yeah, it, it's... I think powerful. it's the same thing. You know, what I... Is is you get educated... You know, there's there's truth to everything. And obviously, when you're going to bring up a plant or you're going to bring up a... I'm going to go to the plant and say, well, what's this? And it's, uh, you know, yeah. the one thing is that you got to get educated and, and ask questions... 
you know, here at Grind Time, we don't, it's not about arguing. It's about, well, you know, what do you mean by that? Answers. And, uh, yeah, questions and answers. Yeah. Marty, you said you got to meet a couple families in Peru, a couple of their children that had some of the same conditions. Do you feel like you got to educate them at all um, to help them in the future going forward? Yeah, and they agitated me too on on the way they are and like the adults. There was a baby who we were able to learn what treatments might help and, and what hospitals. Wow. And then the adults were able to learn with me how they live and how they did around in Peru and in, in their lives. What and was that like, Marty? What was that like? Meeting this family down in Peru, were they so happy to see you and the life that you've led? Like what? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. That had the, to be. The one, the door uh, has been following and me because the meets the Okay. Uh, so like. Oh, so you're already a rock star down there. So They're no, spreading the word. No. Okay, yeah, I got. No, you. no, no. He's got. Hey, listen, my pimp's got his network going <laughs> on. <laughs> He's already big dicking down there. Project <laughs> Scissor Pimp. <laughs> Marty, Marty, that's my new road name for you. That's the. So yeah, it was that. That was, it was just a powerful. And then uh, a pizza might soul is in Peru now. Uh-huh. I I know it was in Arizona and New York City. Has, but that country did something to me awesome. that I'll, it will be connected to me forever. And, and you wow. know, on a deeper, like, just to even explore that even, but doesn't that, that to me explains a lot because there's certain, you know, obviously if you watch these ancient, you know, ancient aliens or you watch, you know, history and stuff where just different civilizations in South America, you know, over in Europe, over in even, you know, North America, you know, Stonehead, like different things that you can't just say because somebody told you because somebody told you something. The fact that you, Marty goes there and says that he had this feeling and and whatever has more validity than anybody had ever telling me that because that's real. To me, because of, like you said, because you've lived, at least in my eyes, is out there with what you have, you know, to when you were the sickest, your mom and I were talking about that, is that we didn't know if you were, you know, going to turn, like, totally gray, because your color was the worst. Mm-hmm. That's how I knew you were sick, is because your color, and that's the biggest thing, is I knew your kidney was working after I saw you, is because your color's back, and even more so like glowing and stuff like that and that's such an inspiration bro and the fact that you because you can see how you can lead and it's not just here but leading everywhere but there's something to it and you know whatever that is uh, that you know that that's a base for it yeah and it was just in the continuing and so what's next i was gonna say marty do you with all the traveling you've done in the past year, now that you've been health, healthy, I mean, could you have imagined that two years ago? No, I I, I did a post about that because I'd seen a picture at, a lo- at, at an alumni game I was at two years ago, and I'd seen the look on my face and how I was, oh. and that was literally two years ago. And now, fast forward, a new kidney, and then for health and then Peru, and well, a road trip in June, right? And then Peru, and then now another mini trip during the month, 
and then that's in things in June and July. You were reborn with that kidney, man. You were really reborn. And but the best part is you take, you know what? You're grateful and you are using that as a blessing. And and, and, and it's like, it's the it's your, you know, there's no question in my mind that it's your path and it's your journey and you're making the best of it because you're not only going to make yourself, you work on yourself first as you make all of us that are blessed to be in your life better around so sure. what do you what's what's next it's march 6th what's your next thing you got coming up or um well i i uh i'm doing that's the hospital in greenville for medical conference yeah when's the that end of this month awesome and then in may don't have full details yet but, but it's an event that i'm gonna have that where's, we where's talked about so. that you'll be there yep um and then in june I'm going to be meeting Mitsa and Mike in California for a week for part of their journey. And then also they folks at the conference. And then after that, the Poon Valley conference. And then in audits, hopefully the stars align and everything works out that I'll be joining Mitsa and Mike in Europe for a part of their journey to meet also they put the put dudes like actual dudes in the country okay to combine everyone mm. to bump together instead of just individually on that california run are you going to be reaching out to other families yeah and other families okay. and and have a, also they put this meet up okay. at the past oh there you go right now at the hospital okay so and then so try people and know to, you're there and they can yeah and okay. trying to connect and meet with donors and or other people to try and get PR. Okay. We'll we'll promote the Marty Shady World Tour, <laughs> dropping souls and seeds so, all over all over uh, the world. So yeah, it, it, that's the year, and I can't I can't thank God and the universe and everyone just enough for the continued love and because I feel it. I feel it every Good. day. Well, you bring and, it. You bring it, Marty. So thank it's, you. Uh, I and then coming back here, me and my friend Olivia were talking about that it's our job now to continue to raise the consciousness of others the way ours has been within. Wow. And and, and I know that's a big part of what we have to do next. And Tim, you had that picture, right? Of that drawing? Yes. That I did you. Can you? Uh, heck yeah. Well, I can tell you, you raise awareness in this room. The energy level in this room right now, Tim, huh? Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. When he walked in the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My my fun Steve. I know Tim wanted that. Oh, yeah. This this guy so. drew this. Uh, remember the famous mic trap? Uh, Mac posted the greatest mic drop picture ever. Him and the champ, Mike Tyson. And then another listener, what was his name, Steve? Uh, Steve. Yeah, Steve, Williams, Steve just yeah. whipped out this drawing, and it's him, it's Mac and Tyson, and he says, this, this is such a sentimental, what is it? Fituation. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make that a T-shirt, Steve. That's going to be a T-shirt for sure. <laughs> I, I just I fell love in love it, with Steve. it. I fell in love with it, man. I, I do, too. Yeah. I, love, I love it. It's... Uh, <laughs> That definitely is that uh, great. <laughs> like it's just perfect, man. So yeah, so that was my journey. That's the future. That's what's ahead, and let's keep rocking up. I love it, bro. <laughs> I love it. Hey, couple. Uh, see, that was your. Uh, if you notice, Big Boogie asked the question there, and uh, uh, well, Aaron, Aaron's around here not saying stuff, but 
Uh, I'm going to take this part of the program. The Stanleys <laughs> and the Rastas are in, folks. Got to unveil them. All right, so we got Mac doing a, uh, an open box on the new Enforcer models. Oh, these are the Stanleys. Oh, these are the Stanleys. I'm sorry. Stanleys. I like Whoa, those. Oh, look and feel those. Yeah, those are nice. Sweet wow. Leather. So leather. Leather front, leather upper, and then the stripes are suede, alternating red, white, and red. Black soles, like the enforcers. These are hot. These are my favorite. So far. So yep. far. Inside the tongue, because it always has to be a message. So far. Yeah, those are my favorite. Success is the best revenge. That's yeah, the message on the tongue, inside are, the tongue. Yep. Red laces, black these trim. These are the Stanleys. Yeah. Alive shoes, backslash Stanleys. Also, to the enforcers, these ones, right? Yep. We still got those. Now, these ones, my friends, are probably the pimpest. I'm just saying. Hold on. <laughs> we got another pair. Max what about to unveil. No, dude. I with the swing stuff. Oh, those the Stanleys are sick. There's there's no doubt about it. Now, what is this? These are the Rastas. And now we have the Rastas. Whoa, the first unboxing. Bam. The fun. unveiling of D-Max Rastas. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, these are the Rastas. Now, also, nicely put together. Gorgeous. 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 Yeah. Look so green leather, green on the front, green on the upper, green leather tongue. You've got suede stripes, red, yellow, and green suede. Yellow laces, completing the Rasta look. These are dope. These are black soles. These are my, and on the inside. What does it say? It's Nugget. We nugget. got Nugget on the inside. Nugget. World oh, Traveler. Okay. We got right. Nugget on the inside. That's Nugget. Nugget's world famous. So he's our, uh, he's our world famous guy. He travels across the world. So these are my, these are my pimped out um, festival shoes. Okay. All my high times and all the, you know, the I get called on to judge. So I just want everybody out there to know that I'll be dressed properly. Um, <laughs> these are fire. Uh, I, I am blown away. I have to say, that's the first time I looked at them. I wanted to wait until I got here. Those are, those are nice. These are sick. Those are amazing. Those are sick, too. Yeah. Show Eddie the Stanleys. Yeah, these are awesome. Good looking shoes, Mac. Good stuff. So far, then the next ones to come in will be the alumni and the smoke shows. So uh, just to know that they're on the way, uh, like I said, aliveshoes.com backslash Stanley's backslash enforcers backslash Rastas black, backslash alumni, which is the uh, men's shoe, which would be great for uh, penny loafers um, and for wearing in the summertime. And then uh, smoke shows are the... Uh, Women's shoe. So Eddie, any last? Uh, we definitely uh, we'll be we'll be talking more now that you're the uh, uh, hockey correspondent yeah. for Grind Time, which is proud. Um, <laughs> you see that there in front of you, that full glass. 
uh, right there, that full glass is what what can be offered by grind time at this present moment for your that's, that's, participation that's than, in here. I'm glad we could always I, I make now. We could always there's some paperwork always before get along. we can give you that glass know, of Coke, but disclaimer. It, there's a couple yeah, things. A disclaimer yeah, and yeah. all that. No, you know, Mac, uh, sitting through this, I got to tell you, you got a good show. Loved hearing from Marty. Yeah, that was awesome. Yes, sir. Met some good people here, but. Uh, you know, when you do a tribute for Ted and what you're doing, other shows, it shows that you are on the right path, buddy. And you know I love you. Uh, and I, anything I can do for you is, is good. We got a tough weekend coming up with tomorrow, the viewing, private viewing, and, um, and Saturday. But uh, we'll make it fun Saturday afternoon, and I'm sure we'll hoist them to Ted. Absolutely, absolutely. Marty, what do you got for me on the way out? What do you... Uh what what do you, you got anything going on here in the next little bit this weekend? What do you got plans? Um, just severe just into this told and just staying happy and making plans and So that's he's gonna be smoking a lot of weed and adjusting chakras. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much I just translated. That's what I got out of it. Need, yeah. I was gonna say you didn't even need your phone to translate that one. <laughs> no, I just translated. Yeah. Here are you? Uh, Mac, Anyways, we, Tim, you? Mac, we also... <laughs> oh, Eddie, you, you're right. You surprised by that, Eddie? No, um, no, so, I was waiting for it. I, I was actually I, waiting for it. I know. I was actually nice because we're dealing like... You, waiting, you, know, you waited like, right to the end. I did. Anyways, um, what do you got, Pooh? So, we, well, we also have another alumni game Friday night in Frazier. Okay. You got um, line up for that one? Yeah, we got the lineup for that. Read um, it out. I know I'm not there. I'll be in Battle Creek. Correct. You. Yeah, yeah, you'll be doing your comedy uh Come see me. There. I'll be a firekeeper. I mean... Um, <laughs> I won't be a uh -huh. fire I'll be a fire keeper. <laughs> Freudian slip. Keep, yeah, no, keep that quiet. I have to go see play um, the slot somewhere. So uh, just kidding, Cheryl. So uh, uh, three coaches that night. We've got three coaches: Nick Libet, Jerry Abel, Sid's son, and Phil Muir are going to be there. Uh, Eddie's going to be in goal along with uh, George Bowman, uh, Jimmy Carson, Brent Fedick, Dennis Hextall, Joey Coaster, Johnny O, Mickey Redman. Dave Coulier, Bobby Hall Jr., Alex Foster, Lauren Knopf, Craig Ninehouse, Neener's coming, Craig Willannon, and Reedsy. Eric, Eric, I know you're listening. Eric, oh, Eric wants some shoes. Eric can. And go I told on him he had to there. earn them. Yeah, well, I mean, geez, he's got a long way to go. I mean, rock he's just stars, a rookie. Rock stars. He's a rookie. What? Rock, he's, a, he he's a rookie. I know. I he mean, he, hey, it. you know, he a couple sure. good games out of him, but. You know, it takes a, it takes a little bit more in a career, right? You know, yeah. I, re I represented Reitzer in the night. I know you did. Two thousand yeah. talked about. Yep. Yeah, and then he drove. He had us driving all around Fennin and yeah, wherever all up in Flint that one night. Um, and I just want to follow up with uh, the Michigan Warriors. Oh yeah, uh, spoke uh, spoke with Josh uh, Krujowski and uh, today, and he said from the show he was able to get. They got some donations. Uh, Brad Hoff awesome. uh, came through with, with uh, helmets for them. Awesome. Uh, Thanks, Brad. Yep, yep. And uh, they're getting ready to leave at the end of the month, but him and Ian will see us uh, in Westland uh, a week from Friday. Oh, cool. So. The Tampa game is the 23rd, their game. Do we know? We talked about having them back. They're leaving. Yeah, they're leaving at the end of the month, I believe the 28th, he said. And then maybe we'll get them back in. Um, yeah, to find out how it all went. Yeah, yeah, we'll get them in for, have, uh, uh, for a close. Do they have now? Period. Do they have? Are they set for their attorney? Yeah, it sounded like they were all set for the. Okay, for but the it sounded like it. But were they? That's another. If you wouldn't mind, that's a grind time. Perry Vellucci question to ask to make sure that they're they have what they need to the end at last minute. I think that that would be 
something that was, you know, it just for referee um, soldier relations. I mean, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get <laughs> people soldier. to like you referees. I'm thing? trying to help you yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I don't need. Is that like the hey, Geneva Convention? Hey, that's that's a. I know, I know. Not gonna happen. Task. <laughs> But you can do it. But anyways, uh, yeah, anybody uh, email at grindtimepodcast.com if you want to help with uh, any hockey equipment for uh, our veterans in the military that are come back going for a tournament. So well, you got anything else? Yeah, you know, we got to screw uh, up a couple games. This and you can here? donate at Michigan Warriors Hockey as well. Yes. They have a big yellow button. You can donate to the guys, veterans playing hockey. They're all disabled and they need equipment. So just go to that website. Yes, yep. And uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention one of our Facebook uh, listeners and watchers, Carly Newman. And oh, hey, Carly. she said Big he represented Jared, too. Jared Newman. Yes. yes he did. Got knew me. And uh, congratulations yeah. uh, to Jagger, I think. With the, yeah, won the state. Stage, yeah, yep, we, Carly, we were both we were aware of that, saw that. Yep. No, that's awesome. That's that you know that's where it's a former uh, former player knew me, and uh, you know another one that. Uh, you know, when we talk about uh, life after the game and and um, being around, you know, these guys. That uh, the, the big thing is, is that when we talk about the the weed and the CBD and stuff, it's not just the guys that played and you know their names because they played in the show. Guys that battled um, still suffer the same things moving forward. It's called life. So, um, Numi, keep plugging away. Great to see. Uh, I know it. Here's the difference. I know the old lady was coaching. Not not. The old man. So that's where you get all the, the kids to. So Carly, Carly, way to go. What Tim, do you got? For, you? Uh, what, do you got? Uh, what do you got for comedy shows? Uh, Battle Creek tomorrow night. Okay. Eight o'clock with Kevin Zioli. I know. Uh, Friday night, not tomorrow night. Friday. Night. Or Friday. Yeah. Sorry. T- uh, tomorrow's. Uh, tomorrow's a viewing. I'll actually uh, okay. can go down to the game after. I think. Um, who well, are they playing? Something. Rangers. Rangers. Oh. Okay. Yep. Original six matchup. <laughs> yeah. Little CA. Um, and then Saturday, I'm in Saginaw. Okay. At uh, the Masonic Hall. Um, I want to say uh, thank you to the JL baseball team over at the Johannesburg Lewis, Lewiston High School. Oh, yeah. that Last week. That's right, Boogie. Uh, Cody and the team over there. Yeah, Cody and the people at the Joburg. Because Joburg, if you're cool. Because they told me it's called oh, Joburg, okay. Joburg Lewiston, but you're being right, Boogie. Uh, played at the high school for the baseball team. Had a big fundraiser last weekend. You know what? Wow, there was ten feet of snow. Yeah, they had that stuff. No, no, I mean, like you know, when it gets bad and they put it in the middle of the road and they they have the the slots in the middle. Yeah, it was like it was the most snow I've seen in a while. You it was can miss your turn. What? You literally can you, miss you, your turn? I, I think I did. <laughs> I think you're just saying that, Boogie, because I missed a few turns. So if you've made it uh, to the end of this episode, we have a very, very special announcement. Would you like me to Would you like to do this? No, no, no. Okay. I would like you, Tim, to okay. do it because then it'll get done right. All right. Well, <laughs> this is huge. So, you know, uh, just recently. Huge. This is huge. Pay attention. We had uh, Josh Reel, director of the Russian Five, in the studio with um, producer Jenny What's Jenny's last Fe, name? Fedor Fedorovich. Fedorovich, yeah, because I screwed it up. Fedorovich. Yeah. Well, they were awesome. We had a great episode talking about the making of the movie. Well, the, the good news is is that we have two tickets to give away. Oh my gosh, he said two. Two tickets to give away two for tickets. a special premiere screening of the Russian Five at Sperry's Movie House, eight p.m. Wednesday, 
March 20th, 2019, with a meet and greet at 6 p.m. So Sperry's Movie House in Port Huron, Wednesday the 20th. Uh, meet and greet is at 6 p.m. Show starts at 8 p.m. They're showing it on all the screens in that theater. And here's how you win the tickets. Super easy. One, make sure you like the Grind Time with Darren McCarty Facebook page on Facebook. Like the easy, Grind Time. Right? Like the Grind Time. Step two, share this post. Now, all I got to do is go to the Grind Time Facebook page, and you'll see this post. Share this post and include the hashtag, hashtag the Russian Five. Hashtag the Russian Five. Repeat, hashtag the Russian Five. So make sure you like the Grind Time with Darren McCarty Facebook page. Share this post about the giveaway. Include the hashtag the Russian Five, and we'll pick a winner randomly, and two people will go for free, and they'll get to go to the meet and greet. And Josh told me earlier they get uh, one of the last um, festival posters that are available. He's got a couple of them left, so the winners will get a, a poster, wow. and they can get it signed that night. Yeah. Like, share, hashtag Ru the Russian Five, and you could be the winner of a limited edition poster. And actually, um, watch it with DMAC with number 25. Well, actually, watch if you want to watch the movie with me, I'll be there, bro. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going the whole grind there. type. Yeah, we're going to be up there and recap. We're going to actually, uh, that's uh, next week, right? No, no. no. Two, two, two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. Well, but we're actually, we're actually going to go to the viewing and come back. And do a late night, ooh, s'mores, fire, um, a little roundup grind time, of the movie. Uh, yeah. grind time uh, episode after, talk about the movie again and uh, different things like that. But uh, what do you got, Perry? So, Mac, uh, we're, we're doing our, Tim, does this look like our final show here in this for Radio for One Studios here uh, in this in this room, I feel strongly that we'll our next episode will be over there. Strength of percentage. Uh, strength feel. percentage. I would go. I'd be high eighties. Oh wow! Yeah, so we'll be 80s. in there. That's yeah. you know, barring that. That means that means that if it doesn't happen, that nothing to do with Tim. That's right. That means it that it's some a fucking Mike Walters, Jay no, no. fucking Boger, Detroit <laughs> fucking cast. Bullshit! If we're not in there, no. and they've a, been a huge that's help. A no, long I'm just kidding. Move. I know. I don't know how you guys. <laughs> you imagine the logistics that. of that? Yeah, that's a long. No, move I, I look for hopefully, that room. hopefully, <laughs> Over uh, there. Yeah. yeah, and remember, you listen to. I'm just. We're gonna take it slow. Detroit cast uh, Sunday to Thursday. Catch uh, Jay, Mike, and uh, Jesus, the Big E. Man. Gosh, you got to download that episode about his trip to New York. <laughs> yeah, you were on it. I was on it. Yeah, yeah to download that last episode. Episode what a, twelve thirty three. Highly recommended. You want to hear some crazy stories? That's some crazy <laughs> shit. That's crazy shit, Tim. Yeah. Crazy, crazy shit, shit in New York. Tim, Tim, crazy we, shit happened in New York. We got yeah. him a gift. Did I tell you the gift? I think that was wonderful. That yes, was very nice uh, of you. I thought the grind time team should participate oh, with I the family that and, and help. See, that's what I'm ideas. talking about here. Yeah. Well, I we look forward to it. Hopefully, we'll, next weekend you'll see us in the new studio, and uh, I'll have two TVs to distract me. It'll be awesome. Um, but you know what? Uh, to my guests, Eddie Mio, look forward to seeing you, Marty. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you, thank Marty Sheedy. Thank, thank you, you again. Thank you. Gary, Teresa, thanks. Boogie, Tim, yes, Perry, um, and this is your host, Darren McCarty. And remember, no matter what, no matter how many times you fall down, get your ass back up. That's it. Grind time. Out.